gosh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Folks, I, I hope that uh, those of you listening out here were not uh, invested in Anheuser-Busch. Um, not that I'm a financial advisor, uh, because I am not, but wow. Uh, for those of you who do not know, for those of you who uh, have been blissfully uh, unaware of the situation, uh, Anheuser-Busch uh, decided to run an ad campaign that was uh, basic. It, it's it started on uh, TikTok, as I understand it. It was it was an ad campaign on TikTok, and it featured an individual known as Dylan Mulvaney. Now, Dylan Mulvaney, for those of you who don't know, is a failed comedian slash Broadway actor, whatever, and he is a male. And in order to become famous, he decided to jump on the transgender bandwagon, have some uh, facial plastic surgery done, no other plastic surgery, and has been basically grifting on the transgender movement, claiming to be a transgender person. And he has been uh, embraced by the woke community as a spokesperson for the transgender community. And, and the, the super ironic thing about this, and, and just the irony drips from this whole situation, is that He's not really transgender. He's just a grifter. He is a failed actor, failed comedian, has never done anything of note or merit whatsoever. The only reason he is doing this is to get attention and to get money. And it's working. But to, to have a poser, somebody who is pretending to be transgender, representing a movement of people who are pretending to be the opposite gender, is, is just amazingly poetic, for lack of a better term. It's, it's poetic. At any rate, this, uh, this ad that, that he did for Budweiser, uh, for Bud Light specifically on TikTok, was, was it TikTok? I don't, I don't know if it was TikTok or if it was Instagram, but he comes out and he says that, uh, he, he is celebrating his 365th day of womanhood. Despite the fact that this is, again, he hasn't done anything to, to actually transition short of some facial plastic surgery. So he hasn't had any 
parts added, and he most certainly has not had any parts chopped off. Like I said, this guy's a poser. He's pretending to be somebody who pretends to be somebody else. But he comes out and 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 says that he is celebrating 365 days of of womanhood and and there are these cans of Bud Light in front of him and it has his picture uh on the uh, on the can and he's all you know dolled up as a female uh on the can uh with the long hair and and he's making some kind of you know his his happy face i guess is what that is and uh he then begins to talk about march madness saying from the from the jump that he doesn't know what march madness is but he's he's going to you know kind of yay sports kind of thing pretending to be a ditzy female it's it's so to put it in the terminology of the kids today as 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 my kids would would put it it was very cringe it was embarrassing to watch it was embarrassing as a man uh for me to watch somebody do this and i i just oh it was it was disgusting well it turns out that this whole ad campaign for some reason did not resonate with your average bud light drinker who by the way is sick and fucking tired of all of this transsexual BS being crammed down our throat by a very, very teeny, tiny minority of the American population who would be better served leaving this country and moving to one that more fits its lack of moral values for which there are plenty. So yes, there was a massive backlash from the public and it did not take long, less than a day, for the individual responsible for this ad campaign to be outed. It was a female vice president of marketing who went to a six what was it sixty thousand dollar a year private school and then went on to go to uh like uh, Vassar and Harvard and stuff like that it's like well over a million dollars or, or more two million dollars something like something ridiculous spent on this idiot's so-called education, or I should say indoctrination. And this is an individual who is so separated from the average person in the United States that she has no business whatsoever being a marketing executive for a beer company, at least not an American beer company that puts out the kind of swill that Budweiser does. Now, I call Budweiser swill only because it is. And that's because when it comes to beer, I 
was very picky. When it came to to my alcohol, I was very picky. And uh, Bud Light is is just this shy of horse piss. So it's it's not a beverage in which uh, I tended to engage. So it's 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 the kind of beer that you get when you want to get drunk cheap. That's what it is. It's the kind of beer you get when you want to get drunk cheap. And and this is not to knock people who regularly drink uh, Bud Light or who used to. <laughs> who used to regularly drink Bud Light. I mean, you know, uh, I definitely had uh, those those nights uh, out with buddies back in my misspent youth uh, where we did actually imbibe uh, beers similar to uh, Bud Light. I myself just never really enjoyed the taste of it. I liked beer that had a, a little bit more flavor to it. Um, my my cheap beer of choice uh, being uh, Coors Light, who is no stranger or which is no stranger to wokeness either. But nothing like this and nothing like the response that came from this. This uh, young lady who went uh, to million-dollar schools uh, to get indoctrinated into this world darkness, this present darkness that we refer to as wokeness, still has her job as far as, as I know, but she has kind of been placed under wraps. She and, and shortly after her outing of an interview that she did on a podcast where she talked about how she had to elevate and, uh, uh, what were the words she used? She was uh, uh, elevating the brand and evolving the brand. And in order to do that, then she used the typical buzzwords of, of inclusivity and diversity and all of that garbage. And uh, when and, and that, of course, ticked people off even more. And then... Pictures of her came out from her uh, days. Well, in the interview, she referred to the the people who uh, typically drink Bud Light as fratty, as in like a, a fraternity, as as fratty, lowbrow. She didn't use those words, but that's what she meant. Uh, un, uneducated. I don't know if she meant that per se, but. Uh, but well, yeah, that's what she meant. She meant uneducated. Uh, she meant lowbrow. She meant, uh, Neanderthalish and went on to, to basically insult the, the, the base of Bud Light drinkers. This is, is a corporate, uh, corporate policy that has been going on and failing since 2015 maybe even earlier that that just Wendell has has gone along hand in hand with the whole wokeness agenda insult insult your base 
tell your base how stupid they are for not being as enlightened as you are for uh for celebrating accepting and celebrating the uh the the deviant lifestyles of less than 4% of the population and when it comes to transsexuals less than 1% of the population less than half of 1% of the population uh you must celebrate them and uh and and you're stupid if you don't and and but you should still consume our product whether it be movies or or in this particular case crappy light beer so th shortly after this came out and and budweiser's market cap tanked even further uh anheuser-busch market cap tanked even further um then photos of this young lady uh this very superior young lady came out enjoying uh the fratty life um and and one of the photos i believe she was drinking beer from a condom uh just you know and, and hey i'm not knocking that kind of stuff i did really stupid stuff when i was a kid too so i'm not knocking her for that i'm knocking her for being a hypocrite because she was a fratty too and she was probably drinking this swill as well. So the the financial results of this little foray into stupidity and it it it, it turned out that it caused within I believe a period of a week Budweiser's market capitalization dropped 6.7 billion with a b dollars 6.7 billion with a b dollars that's a lot of money folks now anheuser-busch inbev that's i-n-b-e-v is is their parent company and they own just tons and tons of of stuff uh lots of brands um, and so yeah, yeah, they can take a hit like this. And there are some people out on social media saying, "Oh, well, they can." They were, they said, "Oh, they can take a hit like this because they've got billions and billions of dollars, and so they can do whatever they want." No, folks, you don't get it. Eventually, you're gonna run out of other people's money. You are. Nobody knows this right now better than Disney. Disney is in deep deep doo-doo right now because and and they're still doubling down they're still doubling down on the on the wokeness but they're they're in big trouble financially matter of fact i'm going to be doing uh, a piece on that later today 
with regards to the trouble that they're in. And, and it's surprising. But no, they can't just keep doing this with other people's money for, for a couple of reasons. First of all, this has been going on for so long that not only are regular folks getting tired of this, but there are people in the financial sector who are getting tired of this. Investors who are getting tired of this. People who put a lot of money into these companies who are getting sick and tired of this stuff. And you see, a company, a board of directors, has what is called fiduciary responsibility to the investors. That means that they have a responsibility to increase the investments or the value of the investments of the investors. That's their job. That is their one and only job is to increase the value of the investments of the investors to manage the company in such a way that it is profitable. That's their job. And when they go in for this woke garbage, they are not doing that. Get woke, go broke is a thing. There is not one single, not one, single, solitary, woke endeavor, not one that has ever resulted in a profit. And this is perfectly okay for woke people because woke people hate profits and they think profits are wrong. They think that the only purpose of money is to advance their agenda. And their agenda is to basically steamroll over everything that is of Western culture. And more specifically, everything that is Christian or Judeo-Christian, which are things that they hate, they despise more than anything else, and they want to see completely wiped off the face of the planet. And everything else is merely a means to those ends. This is the whole point with BlackRock. This is the whole point with Vanguard, these massive investment companies that are using illegally their investors' money to advance this ESG DEI agenda. For those of you who do not know, ESG is Environmental Social Governance, and DEI is Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, all of which adds up to wokeness. And wokeness, as I have said multiple times, is what is referred to in Ephesians as this present darkness. It is Satan's world system. It is that which is directly opposed to goodness, to Christianity, to righteousness. And they are using money to advance this agenda, money that is not theirs. What that does is it opens them up to legal liability and potentially criminal liability. 
the board who allowed this nitwit to push this stupid, stupid Bud Light uh, marketing campaign is financially responsible for the loss of $6.7 billion in market cap. And they can be sued for that. They can lose their jobs for that. They can potentially be criminally prosecuted for violating their fiduciary responsibilities. Now, Budweiser has been trying to ride this out. They uh, put out a pathetic, sorry attempt at a patriotic commercial that had one of their famous Clydesdales uh, clip-clopping along to various patriotic backgrounds and 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 stuff that is it's 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 so pathetically pandering it's disgusting and then there is this announcement from the uh CEO of Budweiser and where the the idea for this marketing campaign came from a Harvard indoctrinated girl who has never had a difficult day in her life, who has never actually had to work for anything in her entire life. An entitled little girl who went to a $60,000 a year private school before she even got to college. Whereas she is responsible for this marketing campaign, the one who is responsible for her is the CEO. And the CEO, ladies and gentlemen, this may not surprise any of you, is a former Central Intelligence Agency case officer. And I just find it fascinating how wherever this woke BS shows up in a corporation, there happen to be former CIA case officers and former FBI agents, former NSA agents. This, ladies and gentlemen, is a soft fascism so that you have these individuals who no longer technically work for the government that have been politicized since the Obama administration. That was Obama's greatest accomplishment, by the way, was, was weaponizing the federal bureaucracy. And all of these case officers and agents are leaving federal employment and going to work for all of these major corporations. 
Well, they haven't really left the federal government, folks. They're not necessarily getting a paycheck, but they're still connected. Because the job of the federal bureaucracy, just like the job of the federal government in Washington, D.C., with a very few exceptions, is to deliver the United States of America on a platter to the World Economic Forum and a one-world global government. And they found that they can't do that just with U.S. tax dollars. They have to harness private investor dollars, too in order to push this woke agenda. And so that's what they're doing. And so all over these companies, like like uh, at Twitter, Facebook, these social media companies, YouTube, there are these former FBI agents, CIA uh, officers, NSA people, Uh, Oh, DIA people in executive positions pushing these corporations in the woke direction. And so here we have another guy who fits that description. And this guy, his name is Brendan Whitworth. Take a look at this fella. Ruggedly handsome former military, I didn't dig much into this guy's background, but this guy, he just looks like a CIA scumbag. This is the same kind of CIA scumbag jackass that they have over at uh, Black Rifle Coffee Company. And and this is, this is, that's what they look like, folks, all of them. They look like that. Granted, he's a handsome kind of guy. He's got kind of saggy eyes, but still, he's a pretty handsome guy. But he's a CIA. He's a spook, as we refer to them in the military. And this is the non-apology that he put out with regards to the uh, Bud Light campaign that failed, while at the same time, and in response to the boycott, this is why he actually put it out, it was response to the boycott. And this was, he didn't even mention the uh, advertising campaign that brought on the boycott. But I want you to see a couple of things here in this particular statement of his. Here we go. Our Responsibility to America is what it's titled. As the CEO of a company founded in America's heartland more than 165 years ago, I am responsible for ensuring every customer feels proud of the beer that we brew. Don't know how they could, it swill. We're honored to be a part of the fabric of this country 
Anheuser-Busch employees or employs more than 18,000 people and our independent distributors employ an additional 47,000 valued colleagues. Now, right there, that statement right there, I want you to understand this, folks. That is him engaging in the very same tactics that terrorists engage in, okay, that the people he used to fight against, he was a case officer with the CIA in their counter-terrorist division. And right there, what he's talking about right there, what he's saying is, see, you're hurting. You, people who are, who are engaging in this boycott, are hurting over 60,000 people. It's you. So you should stop your boycott. But another thing that this tells me is that this boycott is working. Because if this boycott wasn't bothering them, if it wasn't hurting them, if it wasn't working, this statement would never have come out. So he is holding these people hostage. And note in this entire thing we're going to go through, not only does he not mention the extraordinarily offensive marketing campaign, but he does not make any indication that it will change. He doesn't mention it, he doesn't apologize for it, and he doesn't say that it's going to change. We never intended to be part... This is as close as he gets to a mea culpa, by the way. We never intended to be part of a discussion that divides people. We are in the business of bringing people together over beer, then make better beer. And certainly make better decisions about who you... I mean, know your, know your customer base. And they do. That's the thing. They know their customer base, but they hate them. We are in the business of bringing people together over a beer. A really crappy beer. My time serving this country... Oh... Oh, that's, that just gets me right here in the fields, folks. My time serving this country taught me the importance of accountability, despite the fact that he doesn't take any. My time serving this country taught me the importance of accountability and the values upon which America was founded. Freedom, hard work, and respect for one another. As CEO of Anheuser-Busch, I am focused on building and protecting our remarkable history and heritage. That's word salad, folks. That doesn't mean anything. That means zero, nothing. I care deeply about this country, this company, our brands, and our partners. I spend much of my time traveling across America, listening to and learning from our customers, distributors, and others. Moving forward, I will continue to work tirelessly to bring great beers to consumers across our nation. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a nothing statement. Again, does not address the problem, does not apologize for the problem, 
does not state that there is going to be a change in behavior. And not only on, on top of all of those things, he blames or, or he blames the damage done or being done to 60,000 people on the folks that he offended. He's playing the victim here with this statement. He is holding his employees and associated partners hostage. Saying we're not going to change. You people need to stop your boycott. This guy does not care. He doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about he doesn't care about any of the stuff that he says in this. This entire thing is a lie. And and folks, I mean, he's a CIA scumbag. And CIA scumbags are nothing if not liars. And I mean liar liars. These these are professional liars. These guys make marketing executives look like uh, Boy Scouts. You can't even say that about the Boy Scouts anymore for crying out loud. Even the Boy Scouts aren't Boy Scouts anymore. But still, I want to point something out here. I want to point something out. I have been reading recently a book uh, by Jonathan Kahn, C-A-H-N. He is a Messianic rabbi, and he's written several uh, pretty good books. Not the best books I've ever read, but he, one thing he's very good at is he's, he's good at uh, getting to the point succinctly, which is something that I'm not very good at as as you may have noticed but i when i read his books i i really wish he would dig a little bit deeper and and get deeper into the subject matter uh but he does a very good job of just kind of giving the general overview of a situation and the book that i am currently reading of his which is really good is um uh, Re- the return of the gods and it's talking about how the uh uh, and and as we Christians know from Ephesians six twelve, that we uh, our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against uh, the powers and principalities and and this this dark uh, or this present darkness uh, against demonic activity, basically spiritual warfare. And this is a a good book about spiritual warfare. He, he talks about how the uh, the demons that influenced uh, and basically ran a lot of these ancient cultures um, under the guise of their gods, the uh, Baals and um, uh, Asherahs or Ishtars, depending on which culture, and uh, Molechs. Uh, these were the, the three main primary gods that ran all of these, uh, ancient, uh, nations and Western civilization because of Christianity expelled these ancient gods. And then as the Western nations turned away from Christianity, these ancient gods came back. Now they came back in different form. But the worship 
is pretty much the same. And again, very good book. But one of the things that I noted in the book that he that, that he pointed out too, although he didn't put it quite this way, um, the the way he was putting it was that that this is almost a fait accompli in the United States. I disagree because I don't think the United States has turned away from God. Not in the way that he says we have. Not in the way that a lot of people say we have. I don't think so. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. Because he points out that a lot of the changes that have occurred, how God has been uh, rejected by the United States, were forced on the American public. He cites three examples from the Supreme Court, and he also, uh, three specific examples, but he also talks about how back in the, in the 60s and 70s, Supreme Court decisions forced these changes on the people of the United States. And that got me to thinking about how, how many more of these cultural changes have been forced down our throats. These changes were not organic. It's not like the vast majority of people just decided that we were no longer going to follow God, that we were no longer going to, uh, that we were going to reject Christ. That's not, uh, that's not what happened. It wasn't an organic change. And he points out too in, in multiple places in the Bible how when he, he's referring to, uh, Israel doing the same thing, uh, how it says Israel forgot God. Well, I don't think we have forgotten God. I think that the I think that this situation has been crammed down our throat, and and we have fought back against it. Uh, we thought to the best of our abilities we were doing it wrong, but we were fighting back, and still, to this day, it's not like. These practices are really widespread. They are very widely publicized by a leftist worm-tongue lying media, but they aren't widely practiced to this day. Despite what the media shows, homosexuality is only 3.5-3.6% of the population of the United States. And this whole transsexuality thing is around three-tenths of a percent of the population of the United States. Now, some would say that recently, and, and they may be correct, that because of this marketing push that there that it's now 1.6%, a whole whopping 1.6% of the population of the United States. But still, that means that over 98% of the population of the United States are not that thing. So, I, I just don't think that we have forgotten God. I think that Again, this, these changes, these cultural changes are, are being foisted upon us 
And I think there's a marketing campaign to make people think that they are more widespread than they actually are. I think that there has been a push to destroy this Christian nation for a very long time, since its inception, quite frankly. And it has failed over and over and over again, and it's failing again. It's failing again. You look at what's happening to these to these woke corporations. They're getting pummeled. Again, Disney is in big trouble. And even though Disney has a lot of resources and they got a lot of money coming in, Disney is in big trouble financially. Budweiser is scared. If they weren't scared, they wouldn't have put out that stupid commercial. And they certainly wouldn't have put out that non-apology by that lion, scumbag, CIA, CEO, EIEIO. So I don't think we're losing, folks. I think they want us to think that we are losing. They want us to think that we are losing. They want us to think that we are in the minority. But they're the ones that are losing. They're losing in pop culture. They're losing in regular normie culture, as evidenced by this situation with Bud Light and they're losing politically as evidenced by the popularity of Trump which has actually skyrocketed since this ridiculous uh, indictment from Alvin Bragg which is another video that I'm going to get into or audio if you happen to be listening to this on the podcast. We're not losing, folks. We're not losing. And I think the the when I ask for for all of you Christians out there to be praying, I think you are praying and I think it's showing. I think that the inevitable the the, the cracks of the inevitable failure of wokeness are getting larger and that wokeness is starting to crumble. That uh, modern liberalism is beginning to collapse. And it's going to usher in a very different world than the one in which we currently live. It's something else that I will be discussing in a future uh, video as well, future podcast as well with regards to the impending national divorce. But we're not losing. We are not losing, folks. If you like what you heard, please hit the like and subscribe button and share this video to your friends and family. You can catch my videos on odyssey.com, that's O-D-Y-S-E-E.com, bitshoot.com, B-I-T, 
chute.com and rumble.com. And you can get my podcast if you are a podcast type of person. Uh, my podcast is The Doc Bryant Show, and it can be heard anywhere that you can hear podcasts except for Apple because I won't fill out their paperwork. If you want to hit me up, hit me up in the comments, and I will uh, certainly attempt to answer you. Uh, unless you're just a ridiculous liberal and 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 just trying to be insulting, in which case I will probably just, if I address you at all, I will probably just use you as a foil for a future podcast. So you're welcome to go ahead and 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 put your two cents worth in as well. Once again, thank you very much for listening, and I will talk to you all later.